welcome to another hour of Highway 89, BYU Broadcasting's live music performance program. I'm Stephen Cap Perry, and today we're delighted to have acclaimed pianist Dmitry Rachmanov in the studio, seated at our Steinway. Mr. Rachmanov is currently on the road on a performance and lecture tour, including 15 American universities, a recital at Zonko Hall in Carnegie Hall, New York, and a number of international concerts in Moscow, Russia, and Budapest, Hungary. He's calling this tour his Scriabin Odyssey and playing nothing but the compositions of Alexander Scriabin. Throughout his career, Dmitry Rachmanov has championed Scriabin's music. He's given lectures, classes, recorded albums. He even helped found the Scriabin Society of America. And for Scriabin's 120th birthday anniversary, he gave a series of recitals, playing all 10 of his published piano sonatas. We'll visit with Mr. Rachmanov throughout the show, but first, some music. We'll listen now to three preludes.
three preludes of Alexander Skriabin performed live in Studio 6 at BYU Broadcasting by Dmitry Rachmanov. You're listening to Highway 89, our live recital program. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. The three preludes we heard were Opus 13, number one in C major, Opus 11, number two, A minor, and in A major, Opus 15, number one. Uh, Mr. Rachmanov, thank you so much for performing for us today. Well, it's a great pleasure to be here and to play for your lovely audience and to chat with you. Well, I'm curious. Uh, you've done this before, where you've you've done a tour where you did concerts and uh, a tour of just one performer. Well, let's see. Um, my esteemed colleague, uh, uh, Dr. Scott Holden, today mentioned to the classroom where I was giving a lecture that his... Uh, first acquaintance with me when we were both at Manhattan School back in the mid-1990s was a poster where me and my colleague uh, from Manhattan School were performing Beethoven 32 sonatas. We had a project at the time, and at one uh, instance we performed it uh, in the course of two days at uh, New York Beethoven Festival out in Long <laughs> Island. So that was another occasion. I guess we performers are chameleons. We have to get under the skin of a composer and, and try to live and breathe his or her. How does that know. help you when you play uh, the work of just one composer from the beginning of their career to the end? Well, it depends on the composer, of course. Uh, in the case of Scriabin, he represented uh, the quintessential turn of the 20th century progression from romanticism to modernism. Uh, it was a time of change, instability, uh, pre-First World War time, and so on and so forth. A lot of changes and experimentations were going on in the arts. And Scriabin, like uh, hardly anyone else, represented that change. He started writing in a romantic idiom, and then gradually his language became more and more complex. He was fascinated with uh, mysterious uh, uh, studies, uh, occult, and so on. And, and then eventually he became very, very esoteric and uh, very futuristic in his language. Someone said uh, that upon his death, no one had been more famous while alive or more quickly forgotten. But now his music is being discovered again. What draws you to this music? Well, it's a very original music. It's, it's, it's unique in its language. Uh, of course, it, it has ties with, with music history before him, Chopin, Wagner, Liszt, for example. But he has uh, um, coined uh, a language of his own, and uh, it's always very immediate, very excitable, very uh, multi-faceted in terms of uh, different sensations and feelings from lyrical and languid and uh, excited to uh, very dramatic and uh, ecstatic in his climaxes. And, and uh, each piece has its own personality. So he had this unique talent to imbue every little work with, with a unique character. Well, we've heard some preludes. We'll let you take your place at the piano now. We're going to hear more. We'll hear some etudes now. Today in the studio, we're enjoying the talent of renowned pianist Dmitry Rachmanov. 
a Steinway artist, chair of keyboard studies at California State University, Northridge. Mr. Rachmanov has performed as a soloist with the Ukraine National Symphony, the National Orchestra of Porto, Portugal, and London Soloist Chamber Orchestra, among others. And today, performing an all Scriabin program for us, these two etudes, uh, Opus 8, number 2, F-sharp minor, followed by Opus 8, number 4, in B major.
This hour on Highway 89 features the music of Alexander Skriabin performed live by pianist Dmitry Rachmanov. We've just heard the two etudes, one in B major, one in F sharp minor. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. I think it's interesting uh, that you have a love for historic pianos. I was reading about Skriabin that even as a boy, he was fascinated by the mechanism of pianos and even built some and gave them to house guests. I imagine taking that away as a party favor. I think that would be interesting. Yes, indeed. Well, um, my interest stems from the fact that um, when you go to museums and you see those incredible 18th, 19th century pianos, they're always uh, under the glass, so you can never play mm -hmm. them. Once I visited um, a historical piano private collection in, in a little town, Massachusetts, called the Fredericks Piano Collection, was in early 90s. And uh, they, uh, these people, uh, restore important pianos of uh, historical makers, and they let people play those pianos. When you play those, play, uh, play L from Chopin's time, or Erard of Liszt's time from Paris, or uh, Viennese makers, you know, Graf or others, uh, you're fascinated how the composers must have heard their own music because those pianos don't sound anything like modern instruments. So well, you what get... Is, what is the difference? Uh, well... A, a different tone, brighter or darker, or is it some other sound? Uh, it's it's like a, a forerunner. It's, 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 you know, it's like a... Um, it's a different species, you know. It's much, <laughs> much lighter, much thinner. Some of them don't have any pedals. Others mm -hmm. have pedal mechanism where you have to uh, press the knee against mm. the uh, against the board uh, uh, under the keyboard, and and uh, so the the sounds very much thinner, much lighter. Uh, it doesn't uh, sustain as much. The touch. Is, is not as deep or the range is not the same. But yet some of these pianos have their unique characteristics, very intimate and very colorful, which you cannot reproduce on the modern instrument. It makes me wonder what Beethoven or Scriabin would write if they came back today with our pianos. It would change what they did. Well, in the case of Beethoven, I think he looked into the future and his... Uh, music that he wrote, especially after he lost his hearing, which was a tragedy of his life, of course, as we know, uh, over a period of, of time, uh, he just heard music inside his mind, and he uh, basically wrote orchestral music for the piano. So I imagine he would welcome modern instruments. Mm. Uh, but Bach, for example, who wrote for harpsichord and clavichord and organ, uh, he... Uh, actually got acquainted with some of the very first species of, of pianos with hammers. Uh, the uh, uh, pianos that became eventually what we play today, but in a, in a much simpler form. So he uh, apparently uh, was uh, approving of them, but we don't have first-hand accounts. So so it's, it's always a guessing game. What would the composer think had he heard our pianos. I think most of them would rejoice. Chopin prob probably would wince. <laughs> he was a very particular man. Um, so you never know. 
Well, thank you for your, your, your insight there. Tell me about the waltz we're about to hear. Oh, uh, it's a, a piece that Scriabin wrote uh, in uh, the middle period of his life. Uh, it's, it's a subtle piece. It's like a waltz fantasy. It's uh, um, very lyrical, and uh, it's not uh, an all-out umpapa, umpapa <laughs> kind of waltz, but it rises to a climax towards oh. the end, only to dissipate in the coda. Okay. It's a waltz, but uh, it's not Strauss. Scriabin's Waltz in A-flat minor, his Opus 38, performed by Dmitry Rachmanov.
Dimitri Rachmaninoff, right, excuse me, <laughs> I was so impressed. I went clear to Rachmaninoff. Dimitri Rachmaninoff performing Scriabin's Waltz in A-flat major, Opus 38 on Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. As gentle as that was, it still used the whole range of the piano. Beautiful performance. It certainly does. It certainly does. It rises to its glorious climax and then dissipates, dies away, filters well, it's so beautiful yeah. to hear live. We were talking about historic pianos just a minute ago, and I thought, uh, you're the guy who needs to play Leonardo da Vinci's uh, piano-cello hybrid they finally built. Have you seen that? Well, I have heard of it. I've seen some footage. It's, it's a fascinating concept. It's a keyboard instrument that doesn't use hammers, so it's, it's cleansed of its uh, uh, infamous... Uh, uh, labeling as percussion instrument. We always uh-huh. say that piano is a percussion instrument and because once you strike the key, the hammer strikes the strings. But in that particular invention, you hear um, it's, it's similar to the bow mm-hmm. uh, playing on a string of a string instrument in that they, they created this uh, rolls that, that touch the string the same way continuously. So the sound doesn't die away. It, it, it sings. But what started your interest in the piano, and especially your commitment to, to dig so deep into performance and to become so accomplished? Well, 
it's hard to look into your own past. There are certain certain factors, teachers who influence you, mm-hmm. certainly the environment, the the, the arts and musical environment of uh, of place and time where I was born and raised, you know, in Moscow in the 60s, 70s, the atmosphere of concert going and and great. Were the great Russian composers, were they revered still and uh, above others at the time? Certainly, certainly. I mean, in in certain milieu, in in people who care, the culture sort of class, if you will. Uh, But certainly there was this great tradition and... uh, and, uh, those composers were revered and and uh, and idolized and and performed. So uh, it was just something that was in the family, not professionally though, but in terms of uh, uh, being um, a part of culture and mm-hmm. and object of love, music, classical music in particular. So one thing led to another. Have you heard any, uh, uh, there are just a few uh, original recordings of Scriabin performing. And yes. I couldn't, I couldn't find any resource, but have you heard those? Yes, there are some piano rolls which are notoriously not oh. extremely reliable. It's not a strict interpretation. It's huh? not like a later invention of electrical recording. Mm-hmm. Scriabin died in 1915, mm-hmm. so he missed uh, the, an opportunity to uh, record uh, uh, using electrical media, so he recorded on piano rolls, but still they tell a lot, uh, despite the fact that those, mm. you know, realization of, of piano rolls are, are notoriously not not very uh, trustworthy, but still, uh, it's, uh, you can feel the spirit, you can uh, feel the nerve. Well, I'm thrilled that we're going to finish our program with one of the sonatas, the 10 sonatas Scriabin wrote, and we'll be listening to his number four, sonata number four in F-sharp major. This is Scriabin's opus 30, number four of the 10 sonatas he wrote over his lifetime.
Sonata number no. four in F sharp major, opus 30 by Alexander Scriabin. That concludes this edition of Highway 89. Our guest today has been renowned pianist Dmitry Rachmanov. Dmitry Rachmanov is a Steinway artist, chair of keyboard studies at the California State University Northridge, currently on a performance and lecture tour including 15 American universities, a recital at Zonko Hall in Carnegie Hall, New York, and international concerts in Moscow, Russia, and Budapest, Hungary. His most recent albums are Latin Romance by the Clavirinet Duo and New York Moments with the Tapestry Ensemble. And today he played an all-Scriabin program. You can hear more on his CD, Scriabin Odyssey, performance vid- videos of Dmitry Rachmanov, his tour schedule and latest projects listed on his website. That's DmitryRachmanov.com, Dmitry ending with a Y. And I have to say with uh, Scriabin, you ought to Google him before you listen because I will forever picture the most impressive handlebar mustache I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dimitri, for being here. It was a delight to hear you play. It was my great pleasure. Thank you for having me. We'd also like to thank Scott Holden from BYU School of Music for arranging this performance. We welcome your comments or questions about the program. To contact us, simply send an email to highway89 at byu.edu. Highway 89 is a live concert series from the studios of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. The recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our show's producer is Jackie Tateishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thank you for listening.